0: This is the G-Podcast with
1: your host, Tommy B.
2: To all the families and loved ones who still feel the ache of that missing piece of your soul, I'm honored to be here with you once more to share this solemn rite of remembrance and reflect on all that was lost in the fire and ash on that terrible September morning and all that we found on ourselves to respond 21 years ago 21 years and we still kept our promise never forget we'll keep the memory of all those precious lives stolen from from us 2977 at ground zero in New York in Shanksville where my, my wife is speaking now in Pennsylvania 184 of them here at the Pentagon. And I know for all those of you who've lost someone, 21 years is both a lifetime and no time at all. It's good to remember these memories help us heal, but they can also open up the hurt and take us back to that moment when the grief was so raw. You think of everything. Everything they could have done if they had lived and just had a little more time. The experience you missed together, the dreams they never got to fulfill or realize. I remember a message sent to the American people from Queen Elizabeth. It was on September 11. Her ambassador read a prayer of service at St. Thomas Church in New York where she poignantly reminded us, "quote, grief is the price we pay for love. Grief is the price we pay for love." Hey, y'all,
3: welcome. It is episode one forty-five. This is the G Podcast, and you know, every year we do this, and and it, it's just, I mean, twenty-one years. I mean, I I remember uh, being, uh, you know, just moved back to Georgia from. Uh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, just walking past our big screen and looking over at the big screen and saying, what the hell is going on? And and it's just amazing. And and I live in a household now where, you know, I've got all the generations. <laughs> I think we got Boomer, X, Y, and Z. So it's like, the Z is at that point where it's like, 9-11, what at? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's yeah. the, the only way their learning is through us and through school. I mean it's just amazing. 21 years. but uh, definitely uh, for those especially for those who were in um, in New York at the time and you know, Tanya V, you know you were you know it was it was just uh, harrowing. you know it was it was something out of a movie and you know in the other locations on the plane. Um, you know, but 21 years has passed. Um, and, and I, I, I did, I like the way Biden tied in, uh, Queen Elizabeth's, um, you know, statement made on that day, just to tie in the fact that, you know, she passed this week. But, um, you know, again, uh, for those of you who were impacted and still impacted by nine 11, definitely our, our thoughts and prayers go out to you. Tanya, but you have something to say, go ahead. I'll throw it to you. No, I really didn't, you
4: know, and just to, 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 since you asked me, I'll just say this, you know, this is for me, you know, I was there in the thick of it. I saw some of it. I smelled it. I didn't live too far from ground zero at that time. And I just remember all the chaos, all the sadness, the um, missing persons. um, I guess the, the center was at the end of the block where I lived in New York as well. And I just say, I smelled death. I couldn't, I could not explain what it smelled like to you. I just know it's something I don't want to smell anymore. Number one, number two is I really don't need to be, and I'm sure I'm one of thousands of people, whether you're in New York at the Pentagon or even in Pennsylvania. It's like today was a day I did not turn the TV on. I actually started last night. Mm. And I don't need, I don't need to be reminded of that because honestly for me it's still a trigger and I have, you know, close friends and family members who actually worked in those towers that got out, you know, within seconds of of losing their lives. Yeah. So for me this is a day you know, and again, I get it. And I just equate it to the Kennedys or the King family having to listen to everything mm. that is done on MLK's birthday. And, you know, why celebrate the anniversary of somebody's, you know, murder or death? Mm. You know, but for me, today's the day is kind of melancholy. But I honestly, I don't want to hear it. And wow. I don't think I'm the only person that feels like that. I reached out to the community of people that I was working with at the time in New York, and we all agreed, I don't need to watch TV. I was in it, I was there. Wow. And that's just how, how I feel about it.
3: Interesting perspective. Interesting perspective. Cause, yeah. yeah I, you, had, I, you had
4: to be there. Yeah, you had to you be did,
3: there. Well, y'all, episode 145, this is the G Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy B. And again, hard to believe, 21 years since 9-11. Uh, again, you know, we've got 21 years and just an entire generation who wasn't you know, oblivious to what happened. But each week we do news, politics, pop culture. That piping hot tea from the one and only Tanya B. You heard her name, host of the Birdwire, every Friday and Saturday night, eight PM and ten PM, and Saturdays at noon. Uh, we'll get we'll get to you in a minute, Tanya B. My brother from another mother is back. Let me make sure I, I got it because it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta dig up a big applause because it's been a minute, man. I, I mean, it ain't been
0: it ain't been that long.
3: <laughs> it's been a minute. You've been on <laughs> vacation, but welcome back, my brother from another mother, uh, the pride of Mary Persons High School for Site Georgia, country commentator is back in the building, and, and y'all, we have a very special guest, and I'm just gonna jump right into it. Um, uh, and 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 I'm really, uh, you guys know if you listen to the podcast often enough, how much. I complain about voting and voting rights. And and uh I'm really fortunate to have Abdul Dasunmu on the show. Uh he is uh founder and chief strategist of the Young Black Lawyers Organizing Coalition. It is a nonpartisan, God bless his soul for 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 somehow calling it nonpartisan, but I understand. <laughs> but I t- I totally understand. And it is an organization uh, created to inform, educate, and prepare black voters and uh, from really avoiding the pitfalls of voter suppression. And, and um, you know, we happen, uh, for, for those of, we all live, uh, Abdul, in the state of Georgia. You know, Tanya B. travels quite a bit, uh, but when it comes down to it, we're in the state of Georgia. And Georgia is one of the um, states you actually, uh, you, your organization is, is focused on. But But let me give you your round of applause, man.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. And, and and we
3: can't we can't get you started without the air horn as well. So yeah, that's how we do things around here. But but I was Abdul- hoping I would get that. I was hoping,
5: <laughs>
3: but you're in Dallas by the end of the interview. By the way, can I? I I'm going to ask you about the Cowboys. I, I want to give you a heads up before uh, before we end this interview. But uh, Abdul, your organization, man, Um, one thing I like about the information you guys have on your site is you really have a concise checklist for the audience to go on, take a look at, and really kind of sum up their situation when it comes down to voting. Can, can you share that information with our podcast
5: audience? Absolutely. Well, before I do that, let me just thank you. I uh, thank all of you for the opportunity to share the platform and to share this information um, with your, your audience. Um, it's an honor to be here, and I, I don't take it for granted. Um, As uh, as you mentioned, um, I lead the Young Black Lawyers Organizing Coalition, and our mission really is, as you described it, uh, to make sure that our communities are empowered uh, with the resources that they need to protect their right to vote uh, at uh, election time. And so what we've done is we've rolled out a checklist um, and actually we we rolled this out in 2020 um, uh, during that critical election. Uh, that we really encourage voters everywhere. Uh, I, I know you're you're based in Georgia and, and with Georgia focus, but we really encourage voters everywhere uh, to uh, to take heed to this checklist. And the first thing is we encourage voters obviously to register to vote, right? So the first step in the process is to make sure you are a registered voter if you are eligible to vote. The second step, um, and and I find it critical uh, to to mention this is that we really encourage you to confirm and continuously monitor your voter registration status. Right? So, um, I know many of your listeners are, um, folks who've been voting for a long time. Uh, they are frequent voters. Um, but, um, sometimes when we've been doing something a long time, we don't really tend to it, uh, as much as we should. And Mm -hmm. in this landscape, in this landscape of voter suppression, Uh, That's something we cannot afford. Um, And particularly in Georgia, where uh, in the last uh, decade or so, we have seen efforts at voter purging. And so folks show up to the polls thinking they're on the rolls and they're not. Um, What we want to do is really encourage people to get into the habit, make it a practice to continuously monitor their voter registration status. So even if you've been voting for 30 years, we want you to regularly, whether it's every quarter um, or some consistent period of time to make sure you are monitoring and double checking and triple checking your voter registration status. Third thing we want to encourage, vote early. Right. So uh, part of voting early, part of the protection that voting early gives you is against the vicissitudes of life. And so uh, on Election Day, which is Tuesday, November eighth, um, any number of things could happen in your life. You know, you, you got to deal with child care. You got to deal with elder care. You got to uh, run some critical errands. Maybe the weather is not great. Maybe you can't get off of work uh, in time. Um, and so what we want to do is encourage people uh, who have the option. Everyone doesn't have the option. Early voting is not a reality everywhere. Uh, but in Georgia, it is. Um, And what we want to do is encourage everybody to take advantage of early voting so that you can avoid the vicissitudes of life. Um, And then the other thing is uh, early voting also allows you if you get to the polls and you encounter issues and you encounter some problems, early voting allows you the time you need to go back and cure your ballot uh, if there are issues or go back and address the issues that you might confront at the polls. Uh, Fourth thing we encourage is to know your rights. There are some core and fundamental rights that often get obscured, um, that people often don't know. You know, we don't do a great job in this country, sadly, of teaching civics. (laughs) No. And uh, that's an understatement. Um, And so what we wanna do is really encourage folks uh, to know their rights. So you have the right to vote free from intimidation. You have the right Uh, to vote if you are in line by the time the polls close. Um, You have the right to receive assistance while voting. Certainly we've seen some efforts across the country in some of these voter suppression bills that I know we'll talk about to undermine some of those core rights. But it's important that voters go in fully aware of what their rights are. And this leads to my next point, uh, fully aware of what they can do to protect their rights. Um, I want everybody listening to write down this number 866 our vote 866 our vote and what that allows is um, you to call into the election protection hotline which is staffed by civil rights organizations nonpartisan civil rights organizations and lawyers across the country you call in you can report any issues that you're having from the smallest issue to the largest issue and they can provide assistance, whether it's helping you identify where your polling place is, or whether it's something more egregious, um, like you were experiencing voter intimidation at the polls, or you got to the polls, and this is something we see all the time. The machines weren't working, uh, they weren't open when they were supposed to be open. Sometimes there are issues that can be escalated in court. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the only way that we find out about those issues is if you call and report them. So we want you to make use of that number eight, six, six, our vote. And then the final thing we say is empower others. Uh, it is not enough to vote yourself. Uh, the, the, the call that we all have is to make sure that not only are we voting, but we are empowering our friends and families to also be part Of the electoral process, because this election more than really any uh, uh, democracy is very much on the ballot. Yes.
3: Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, Um, you know, we saw we witnessed what happened January 6th, 2021, where the insurrectionists stormed the Capitol. And we were told constantly we've been told that democracy is under attack. Uh, you know, by, uh, you know, our elected officials. That seems to be the mantra among the Democratic Party. And I guess my question would be, Abdul, are you concerned that with, quote unquote, democracy being under attack, that we don't have a voter bill passed?
5: It it is uh, one of my deepest concerns um, that we have seen a, a consistent attack on our democracy, and we have not seen the kind of federal response to that attack uh, that we should. Um, Now, there are all kinds of dynamics, all kinds of politics for why that is. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, uh, the Senate being uh, basically 50-50 and certain members of the Senate having veto power. Uh, that they are not given normally Um, or anything that Democrats uh, or other forces of of support for a voter bill might want to do. So there there are political reasons we don't have a federal response. But uh, you're absolutely right. Here's here's what we're dealing with. Everybody knows the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And often you hear people uh, talk about how the Voting Rights Act of 1965 has been gutted and eviscerated, and it has been, but, you, but often we don't go into detail about what that actually means. So I'm just gonna share a little bit about what that actually means and why it's so troubling that we don't have a federal voter bill right now. Hmm. But what people mean when they say the Voting Rights Act of 1965 has been gutted is they're talking in particular about section five of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and here's what it did. It required any state with a history of voter suppression to pre-clear any changes to their voting laws and policies uh, with the Federal Department of Justice. So if you were a state that had a history of this uh, kind of behavior toward voters, um, you had to run any and all changes to your voting laws by the federal government. Well, Shelby County v. Holder in 2013 Supreme Court case uh, basically said that process is no longer necessary. And they said, you know, we've made so much progress and, you know, we don't really need to do that anymore. Um, now, obviously I know that's not true. You know, that's not true. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that's what the Supreme court said in Shelby. And so what they did was they uh, basically undermined and eliminated, struck down that preclearance requirement Um. And what happened is that almost overnight, the states that had previously been covered by that preclearance requirement started changing their voting laws and policies. And their effort was to make it harder to vote. And so that's why we're seeing all of these voter suppression bills pop up in Georgia and Texas and uh, 34 other states um, across the country, because Those states that were previously required to get federal preclearance are no longer required. So what that federal voting bill, which was called the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, would have done is it would have restored that preclearance requirement. And it would have brought those states back under that preclearance requirement. So we're in a landscape right now where the states have been given carte blanche to do whatever they want to do on voting. Do, do you go ahead? No,
3: I, I was going to ask you: do, do you think that there's a false sense of security among voters? They feel, oh well, I can deal with the fact that I'm not allowed to receive water at the polls, or I'll just early vote. Because you and I, you and I spoke about the two parts of this. I mean, there's the the parts you see, and and there's this element. That's working behind the scenes when it comes down to organizations creating or states creating partisan organizations to overturn elections. Can, can you speak to that? Because I think I think there's a false sense of security among people because, you know, and the other thing we mentioned was the fact that just think if SB 202 had been in place in 2020, but but speak to that.
5: Speak to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well you've you really hit the, the nail on the head. Um, we're dealing with two challenges right now. We are dealing with voter suppression and we are dealing with election subversion. And um, I want to just talk a little bit about both voter suppression. Um, we know we think we know we think we have an understanding of what it looks like. But I would argue, actually, we don't fully appreciate how deep and subversive and troubling voter suppression is. We think voter suppression is, I think many people still have the notion that voter suppression is, you know, being required to count the number of jelly beans in a jar. Um, voter suppression, sadly, has evolved since then. And it now looks a lot different. It now looks like Uh, The state has systematically disinvested in our elections infrastructure. So there's not enough staff to staff the polling places. So they close polling places and they close them mostly in our communities. Yes. That's what voter suppression looks like in 2022. Voter suppression in 2022 looks like um, the vast majority of people who took advantage of vote by mail in Georgia uh, were people of color in 2020. So therefore, the state decides to make it harder to take advantage of vote by mail. They add voter ID requirements and all kinds of other issues. Um, voter suppression in 2022 looks like the state, uh, some counties decided, well, actually, what we're going to do is we're going to create uh, the opportunity for people to drop their vote by mail ballots off in drop boxes 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the vast majority of people who took advantage of that were people of color. Um, And now under uh, the state voter suppression bill in Georgia, um, uh, you no longer can maintain those at those hours, right? And so um, the vast majority of those drop boxes are no longer uh, as easily accessible uh, for voters. That's what voter suppression looks like in 2022. So voter suppression is a real threat. And then the other side of the coin is also a real threat and that's election subversion. And what election subversion looks like is exactly what we're seeing uh, in in the um, uh, voter suppression bill in Georgia, which is states have now been emboldened through some of this legislation across the country, not just in Georgia, to take over local elections boards. And their target are their targets are local elections boards and largely uh, people of color counties. Right. Um, Or uh, if you want to look at it from a partisan lens, often in Democratic counties. So what what you're seeing is that at the state level, uh, they have created the mechanisms by which uh, in future elections, we've not seen it yet, but they've created the mechanisms by which in future elections, the state leadership can take over the local county elections board, and they can take any number of steps from there to subvert the outcomes of elections, right? Mm, wow. So it's important to know that it's local county elections boards that certify counts, right, mm-hmm. to- And then the state, typically the secretary of state certifies that count, the statewide count. So if you're in a scenario where uh, the state leadership has decided they want to take over the local elections boards, then what they're doing is they're creating an opportunity for themselves to uh, resist certifying elections. Right. And and to create any number of rules and policies at the local level to make it harder for people to vote, to undermine the progress that we have made on voting. So I I really encourage people to pay attention to both sides of that coin, voter suppression and election subversion.
3: Good deal. Abdul, how can people how can people connect with your organization and get involved with with what you do?
5: Absolutely. So uh, very quickly, we are mobilizing. So you've heard me talk about all the all the challenges, Mm -hmm. but just know that uh, organizations like ours are out here trying to make sure that we are protecting the right to vote. So what we're doing is trying to get ahead of the crisis, going into communities, going into local community institutions to educate uh, black voters about how to identify voter suppression and resist it. Right. What they need to know to protect their right to vote in this election and in every election. So we're working in Georgia and Texas and South Carolina, North Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Arkansas states, uh, all of them that have voter suppression bills. We are working in all of those states uh, to make sure that our communities are empowered with the resources and tools they need to protect their right to vote. So if you're interested in having us come to your community institution, your house of worship, your uh, your small business, your fraternity, your sorority chapter, uh, please reach out to us. You can follow our work at Yblock, ybloc.org. Um, and then you can follow us on social media, all social media at Young Black BLK Lawyers. Young Black BLK Lawyers.
3: Man, I just want to say and give you a, just a, another round of applause and just a big thanks. For for all the work, man, you guys are doing because you know what I, I mean. I don't mean to be funny, man, but most black attorneys, we talked about student loans. <laughs> it's like the clock starts. <laughs> gra- I mean, seriously, the clock starts at grad. I, I know I know many of them, and yeah, the clock starts at graduation, and then it's countdown to get a job before these loans start coming to bear. So so for your efforts, man, you don't have to do this in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, we thank you for your efforts, uh, the, the best and brightest out there doing the work. Tanya be any any last minute comments or thoughts for Abdul? You
4: know, I just really, I, I, again, I thank you for coming on because I was taking notes while you were speaking. And, you know, just in educating and just taking back this information to people that I know in my community. And when you talked about suppression, just to give you a quick example, I live uh, in Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. And my polling place is across the street from where I live. Now, what they've just recently done, I just happened to find this out, you know, just in idle conversation. There is another complex right behind the voting place. But those people have to go a mile away to an abandoned school to vote. Now, if they go show up at what they thought was a polling place and they're in line and God forbid they get there, you know, at uh, 755. and then the other place is closed. I think that's is that not another form of suppression? No. And again, it's really important. And I know where I've lived where I've lived for several years. I, I still carry my voters registration card for Georgia in my wallet. But, you know, just and just and just like the last election in the, uh, the 2020 election, I didn't think I'd have an issue, but I still took the time to call up my uh County Board of Elections. It took me four times to get through, so you have to be patient. You know that's the other thing, people. You know you have to be patient. You have to be a, a little uh, resilient, really, because it's like the darts are out there. And and just when I've been traveling, Abdul, in states up and down, you know the East Coast. This a person like you said is in states. I've been everywhere from Massachusetts down to. Uh, say, D.C., and I hear these same things and I see these ads on television and how it is just so critical for people to exercise this right and don't say, oh, well, you know, my vote won't count. But if you have 10,000 people that think their vote doesn't count, that can be the that can really Make the difference in a win or losing the election. So I just, you know, again, thank you for sharing and, and doing the work that you do. And we really need people like you because at the end of the day, a lot of our leaders or our activists, you know, once they pass away, there is no one that's been there to pick up the torch. We don't have a Malcolm X or Dr. King. Heck, we don't even have another Al Sharpton. You know, okay, the king of the snatchback perm. You know, let's call a thing a thing. Some people will just show up when views and opinions expressed. Go ahead. Okay, allegedly. allegedly <laughs> but I mean, you're really, I mean, you know, people that are willing to, you know, kind of do the heavy lifting because there are people that won't show up unless there's a PR opportunity or there's a check involved. Yeah. And when you're talking about, and even I talk to all you millennials and you Gen X, Y and ABCers, understand these things that are happening now where you out there tootsie rolling and partying are going to affect your quality of life later on. And then it's going to be too late.
3: i so just to you know. give it up, Tanya B.
0: Again, oh. give it up a goal.
4: Thank you, Abdul. Thank you, man. Mike. Thank uh, you.
3: He is founder and chief strategist of the Young Black Lawyers Organi- Organizing Coalition. Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday. And it's NFL Sunday too. Um, you know, and 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 I'm just going. I'm just going to leave you with this one comment, Abdul, because I lived right. in Dallas from '94 to 2001, and right. I'm, I'm I'm an atlian Atlanta right. born. Who 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 has who needs most the most ther- therapy? Cowboys fans. Are Falcons fans?
5: (laughs) Listen, listen. Uh, I I think there's an easy answer to that. It's clearly the Cowboys. But what we're going to have to do (laughs) is we're going to have to get therapy and then send you all the Uh, (laughs) bill. No, no, no. no. (laughs) So,
0: so you'll know. So you'll know who to call to get therapy too. Good stuff, man.
4: No, send the bill to
0: because the Falcons fans. We accept. (laughs) Oh oh losses. The Cowboys fans and, are the losses.
4: There are many losses. And there are many losses. Every year, the Cowboys
5: said they're going to the Super Bowl. Every week, said that. Like, we ain't even said that we won. You <laughs> know, as the season starts again, I'm just going to say this Hope Springs Eternal. Hope Springs Eternal. We are, going this year. we are going this year. We This is our year. I told you, see? This
0: is hey. our,
3: all, all I have to say is, before the conversation gets out of control, Abdul, thank you, thank you again, man, and and you're welcome back anytime. We'll definitely we'll make sure the information's on our podcast notes, uh, and and the link to your um uh to to Y Block is actually on our website as well. So thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank
5: right. you so
3: much. Thank you all. All right, take thank care. You, take care. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead. We'll do news with Syracuse Mike, and uh, we'll come right back right after this. Here we go.
1: For the week in news with Syracuse, Mike. Dr. Anthony Fauci expects annual COVID shots to become the norm, like the flu shot. We likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine,
5: with annual updated COVID 19 shots matched
1: to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. Fauci's comments are based on data from vaccine manufacturers Pfizer and Moderna. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Dr. Ashish Jha says that a single yearly shot hinges on the lack of any new variant curveballs. Barack and Michelle Obama returned to the White House Wednesday for a ceremony to unveil their official portraits. These portraits
3: have a special significance because as joe mentioned they will hang in the white house alongside portraits of other presidents and first ladies dating back to george
1: and martha that's the former president the last unveiling of official portraits took place 10 years ago in 2012 by the way the official white house portraits are separate from the national portrait gallery paintings that you may remember from 2018 Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in British history, died Thursday at the age of 96. Prince Charles became King Charles III immediately following her death. Britain's new Prime Minister Liz Truss, who just met with the Queen days ago, spoke from 10 Downing Street about the country's loss.
0: With the passing of the second Elizabethan age, we usher in a new era in the magnificent history of our great country, exactly as Her Majesty would have wished. By saying the words, God save the king.
1: While the monarchy has its supporters and detractors, most people in the UK respected the queen. The queen's funeral won't take place for at least 10 days following her death. And the British national anthem, which for seven decades was God save the queen, will now become God save the king. CNN's first chief anchor Bernard Shaw has also died. His family says there will be a private service with a public service at a later date. Bernard Shaw was 82. A new insider advantage Fox 5 Atlanta poll shows Republican incumbent Governor Brian Kemp is widening his lead over Democrat Stacey Abrams. Kemp leads Abrams 50 to 42 percent. Kemp is even getting 10 percent of the black vote. And Senator Raphael Warnock now trails challenger Herschel Walker. Walker's support is 47 percent to Warnock's 44 percent. Lord Jesus, <laughs>
3: somebody can. Oh, you, it, I mean, it wait depends. a minute. That poll can't be right.
4: <laughs> exactly. It depends who they polled and where they polled them as well.
3: If it's a telephone so. poll, I don't think, I mean, I don't know any black people who will accept a call from a random number. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. So I'm just wondering the methodology and who and when they, they called. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Tanya B. I'm going to let you finish,
4: but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying again. Well, I if I don't recognize kid. a number, I don't, you know. And even, you know, when emails come in, too, I don't recognize them. They look the least bit suspect. One character is out of order. Mm-hmm. Do not click on it. Yep. It could be the devil incarnate, dressed in red, catch that tea. Or, you know, it, or it could just be <laughs> fake. So I don't even respond to the emails either. I'm, well, go, ahead. Has, go ahead. Kemp, go ahead.
3: Bonnie. Go ahead. Bonnie. Well, Kemp has been giving out a lot of money. Yes, he has. That's a one of, of the things.
0: That's one of the big things. I am one. I, uh, am one, I, am, I have been a recipient of receiving a <laughs> lot of money from Kemp. Well, I have but not. But he is still not getting my vote. <laughs> yeah. and,
3: and, you know, the interesting thing about it, I, I just have to say that people have been following the Warnock Walker situation nationally, almost like internationally. So if, can you imagine, well, I I only, I know what people will say if uh, if Walker wins, you know, based What's on, you know, as, a, as, folks a,
1: in as a state. I
4: am moving yeah. to New Jersey. That's what I said I am moving to New freaking Jersey. And if that, that, that doesn't
6: in we will, tell we'll, you. We'll vote for Hershey Walker.
3: Oh my God! I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know I, I just think we'll be the laughing stock. I, I just you know I'll leave it at that. I know he, I know some of y'all maybe know? maybe some of the podcast followers like Herschel, and they you know they're they're big fans of Herschel, but I, I'm just not one of them. Go ahead.
4: Oh, Herschel, the woman beater. Oh, Herschel, the one, the one that put the the gun to that woman's head.
3: Now, it's even beyond that. Just listening to his. Uh,
4: I no hey you know as he said we already rhetoric. have enough trees. We already have enough trees. The rhetoric does it tea. for me. You know mm-hmm. that doesn't Oh, yeah. Mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right.
3: But just know that, y'all, uh, you know, again, I got I got to say a, a big thanks to Abdul for for stopping by, um, you know, and and um, the information I think is critical. And and I know it's beginning of the NFL, a lot of entertainment news, a lot of stuff's going on. We you know, we don't necessarily have any stake in the game when it comes down to the to the queen. But but this information, we are officially after Labor Day. Uh, You know, we're closer to a lot of these deadlines when it comes down to voting. So hopefully the information is helpful to you. Uh, Again, thank you, Abdul Dosunmu, for stopping by. And uh, definitely I'll have the information in our notes and on our podcast page.
4: I tell you, but you got one more comment or uh, news? Yeah, just just this this just in, uh, Patrick and the Mahomies. (laughs) Are up thirty six to seven and Arizona. I can't. I, what is the name of that team? But they're just losing. Cardinals. That's all. It, and it's the end. It's just about the uh, end of the third quarter. So I think Patrick and the Mahomes are, are going to bring it home.
0: Five touchdowns with I, Tyreek Hill. Well,
3: well, we're gonna we're gonna talk to uh, after after the tee, Coach Art. I got to call Coach Art because as we tape, um, I, I asked that question about Dallas. In and, and, and Atlanta because we just we just had a rough one. It was a rough one today. So so I got I got to, I got to put in a call to Coach Art, you know, to to settle me down, if anything. And, and, and you know, but when, when when I talk to Coach Art, we'll get into it. But anyway, uh, let, let's take a real quick break, y'all, and um, you know we'll come back with the tea. So uh, so let's let's do this. Uh, you know, if, if y'all y'all cool with that. You know, let's let's take a quick break and and come yeah. and, and come back. let cause I need I need to kind of shake off. Um, I'm still shaking off the Falcon situation. Um, but okay, I, but I need to make did my have, transition. <laughs>
4: uh, do they have anything to do with someone named Lynn Dawson that just passed away? Who
3: was? Oh he? well, Lynn, Lynn Dawson played for. Um, the, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. He was, you know, big uh, uh, quarterback, QB, legendary. I think he, he
0: was responsible yeah. respect for them winning they first Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, yeah. So okay, that, well. that that was that was weeks ago. Yeah, but that had, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with, with current day. But yeah, Glenn Dawson- I just
4: wanted to calm you down, get your pressure down.
3: Yeah, I don't know if anything's going to help that. But let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll come right back hey it's tommy b host of this is the g podcast to keep our podcast real and unfiltered we accept limited sponsorship dollars instead we depend on you our listeners now you can support us and look good buying our swag our merchandise store is open for fall 2022 you'll find coffee mugs shirts hoodies and there's more to come look for the link in our podcast notes of each show or go to our page at castropolis.net forward slash this is the g podcast that's dot net forward slash this is the g podcast be a g support the podcast y'all news politics pop culture and that piping hot tea from the one and only tanya
0: b this is the g podcast now then children it's time for tea
4: it's tea time y'all sipping the tea with tanya b Tanya B, what you got, what you got. Okay. Uh, here's what I got. Do you know, realize this is the 40th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Thriller, the best selling album of all time, Thriller album. You see? Hmm. Yeah. And you know, and think about it. The, the, you know, the, of course they're repackaging a limited edition. I'm sure the video will be playing in heavy rotation everywhere now through Halloween. But think about it. You know, who didn't have either a red leather or pleather thriller jacket. You had a a glove, you had, you know, some black loafers, you had the glitter socks and all of that good stuff. And I'm not going to give a spoiler alert, but I'll just say go on demand. And if you are so inclined and check out um, Harvey Levin from TMZ, he did a documentary that aired this week called Who Really Killed Michael Jackson? He talked about, you know, there were more doctors that uh, enabled him than Conrad Murray. And then in this particular documentary, they talked to... I call her his sperm donor, Debbie Rowe. And now all of a sudden, I guess, since her money ran out, now she wishes she had done more and she feels sorry. But girl, just go somewhere and sit down. So I just, you know, wanted to recognize the 40th anniversary of uh, Thriller. And you know what? Vi Vi and I
3: were starting our first year at Troy. Uh, We both attended, you know, Troy University together. And I I, I can remember um, because, you know, you had that commute and we drove, you know, we drove to school from Atlanta. And on the radio, "Want to Be" some- want to be starting something was the big record that every that that you'd hear. You would hear in parts of the album. Billy Jean hadn't really hit yet, but they were playing. You could hear "Want to Be Starting Something," and people and that really, would make you yeah, people really fast. were excited. <laughs> oh yeah, people were yeah. excited. Uh-huh. You know, so it was 1982. Yep, first King year, King. Yeah. freshman year, big time. Good time What else yeah,
4: you got so, yeah. Okay I'm going to talk About our celebrity Divorce court um, You know Tyrese Needs to again Stay off social media And be quiet And now he's asking For a new judge In his divorce case Because he's claiming That the current judge Is biased against him You know he didn't Want to pay um, his estranged wife any alimony but the judge said you will pay uh, child support and also why is he trying to take a seven year old car away from this woman who needs it to get around with the child you know going to school and things and her activities and things along that line so Tyrese go somewhere and sit down but let me talk to you about old nasty Neil. now now wait now he, wait, he got busted right and now he's claiming that it's his wife's fault that his career is flouted and he's losing money because the album is not selling and that's because it's just not good but also he really has alienated his main fan base which his is, is of a certain age and um go ahead Angel. he uh, uh promoters are canceling dates because people aren't buying tickets he's they're blaming on her, but he was one that was out there twitchy rolling and raw dogging those women um, having <laughs> sex for money. Now you know he's got one side baby, and word from the curb is there's another a second side baby coming. So I guess he's on his way to being like um, NBA young dumb boy um, having seven, eight, nine, ten kids by a bunch of women. So I think that Neo Karma is getting a hold of him, and now he's trying to actually put his wife and three children, who are all under the age of seven, um, out of the house that they were born in. You know, I guess the only place that they've ever lived so I think that's real janky so that's Neo great. Karma's gonna come and get you yeah but how about he moved the woman the side piece moved three of them um into apartments and paying their rent to be closer to him but he doesn't want his wife and three children to stay in the house where you know they were basically born and raised so he's just janky as all hell so Neo you know Mr. Uh you know I appreciate women. I was raised by a house full of women. Miss Independent. I respect women. No, you don't. So karma ain't no good gonna come to you. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody kind of remembers certain films that were out in the 90s, one of them being New Jack City. Uh, New Jack City is now going from the big screen to the becoming a stage play. And here's the cast so far. We've got Big Daddy Kane, who plays the character Stone, who was Mario Van Peebles in the movie. Alan Payne is back as G-Money. You've got Flex Alexander, a.k.a. husband of Sharnice, playing Pookie the Crackhead. That was Chris Rock's uh, role in the movie. You've got Tretch from Naughty by Nature playing Nino Brown, who was Wesley Snipes' character. And the play is going to be on tour for uh, 35 different cities. New York, Houston, Atlanta, L.A., Detroit others so it'll be people seem to be ready for it I you know well you know, I mean, let, let me
3: tell you I mean I think the 90s was the golden era when it came down to film and yeah, there, jungle when, fever yeah when, when there oh, was when there was talk about set it off you remember people were talking about a, a oh, stage yeah. play to set it off there was a lot of buzz so it, it just depends on how good how good it is whether or not it's good at all so we'll see
4: We'll see. Oh, it's got to be good. Um, so I want to just say, maybe we have to put Candy Burroughs and her husband Todd on their prayer list. You know, she's got these restaurants in different parts of Atlanta and it seems like for some reason or another, every single one of them ends up being the scene of a shootout. Wow. Now, she's got uh, a steakhouse called Blaze Steak and Seafood Blaze is her... Uh, the baby's name out there by the airport in Atlanta and there uh recently they had an employee shootout inside the restaurant so Damn, it wasn't Clay Cone. people it was employees <laughs> in the restaurant they shooting, they shooting that's Clayton
3: so, county for the y'all who
4: don't know okay <laughs> and that, that's not good PR for her restaurants because you know she's got the reality show now based on the restaurant so wow. I just hope she can work things out, and um, I just also want to say, dumb donkey of the week is this uh, rapper called I call him NBA dumb boy. You know, he's the one that's been in jail forever, got a bunch of babies, had the baby with uh, Floyd Floyd Mayweather's daughter, Yaya, and now uh, I call him Nick Cannon Jr. He's about to become the father of nine. All by different women But what he did I think to antagonize All the others And I don't recommend You try this at home Or anywhere else uh, Getting on social media With a photograph Of a woman With some Huge diamond ring On her finger uh, covering up uh, on her baby bump I said you know what no good gonna come to him either and you look at all these rappers that have all these kids or these athletes that have all these kids and then next thing you know you know the money gets cut off look at the woman that had Terrell Owens all those babies young thug has children he's in jail no income and he's getting sued by promoters because he's missing dates and I didn't know young thug is getting at least a half million dollars every, uh, for every show wow wow so, you know, a public defender can't help you on that, brother. Mm-hmm. And let's go to some good news. Um, I just want to say, uh, and I, this wasn't in my script, I just had to say this. This young brother from Highestville, Maryland, Francis... Um, I always get his name messed up Ch- Chillaboo anyway he made history as the first black male to make it to the semifinals at the US Open since 1972 when Arthur Ashe did it yep. I think that's worthy we gotta, yep. get, we gotta give him some love yeah, big now time. I really want wanted him to go further he did uh, eventually uh, get beat but he I mean there are people like uh, I think he de- defeated what was his name uh, Raphael Nadal mm-hmm. so that was a big thing when he uh, defeated him and Coco Guff and she's uh, her reign has come to an end but you know just Want to say shout out to them. Please don't uh, give up because just like Serena and Venus influence people like Coco Guff and Naomi Osaka and even his brother Arthur Ashe. You know it, it really plants that seed. So I hope they'll keep on and keep mentoring other generations of you know black girl and black boy magic in the world of tennis because we know we until that hater Chris Everett closes her eyes <laughs> we still have to deal with um you know that part of it. And just that real quick, hate-
3: y'all, if you if you haven't had a chance to see it. The John McEnroe uh, documentary on Showtime is really good because mm, okay. you know he was, you know he
4: was a hothead. He was John, entertainment, but
3: but he was. I mean, you know, he had some some major demons as well. I mean, coke, he did, yeah, alcohol. Look,
4: uh, Tatum, wait, Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill,
3: who was also <laughs> coke and alcohol.
4: Coke, yeah, you
3: yeah. Know, so so it it, it's really, uh, it, it 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 shows a side I never knew existed. Or, you know, a lot of it you knew existed But there's some stuff that you didn't know about him It's really interesting You know, you see the dynamics of, you know He and his, his dad and his mom as well So it's a good good doc, good doc, something to watch Yep, All what right. else you got?
4: And lastly, I want to close out with congratulations To some of the winners of the Creative Arts Emmys Which were held last week And our forever president, Barack Obama, received an Emmy So he's got an Emmy and a Grammy uh, the late Chadwick Bozeman received a creative arts, I mean, not for anything to do with Black Panther, but for an animated series that he was part of. And I also want to say shout out to those folks that made history. Uh, the NFL Super Bowl halftime show, which was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, what Kendrick Lamar. Uh, Eminem and Mary J. Blige won an Emmy for their performance and this is the first time that's ever happened not Michael Jackson, not Prince nor Beyonce received the creator an Emmy for their performance at the Super Bowl so I just want to say five on it all up and through to, to those folks. Good stuff
3: that's excellent. Yep, yep, yep let me give them an applause for that yeah, there please,
4: please do, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 good stuff Hi, right, y'all.
3: What you watching
0: this week, Tommy B? Hey,
3: right, so Uh-oh. so here's what's up. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to to do any reviews this week, but I do want to let you know some stuff that's out. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I know Vi's probably checked it out. Uh, Queen Latifah and Ludacris in End of the Road is yes. out on Netflix. Vi, you shaking your head? Did you watch it? I haven't okay. watched it yet. Haven't watched it yet. Tanya B, did you watch it? Have you watched it yet? Um, That's end of the road. Real,
4: real talk, I fell asleep, but <laughs> I, I know I, I, well, it was a long day. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, but thing is, you. You know, you know, know. really, but I, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to watch it in its entirety just yeah. because I really love the fact that, you know, Latifah and Luda, especially, they really have, you know, aside from Will Smith, but I think aside from Will, um, those two have really made a strong transition yeah. into the world of acting, whether it be TV or uh, the big screen, so five on it to them. So yeah, let, let's they, support them, let's support them, let's support them. Big
3: time, they're juggernauts within themselves. With, you know, and don't themselves. honk with Jesus. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Don't
4: honk with Jesus.
3: Okay. <laughs> also, uh, if, if you haven't had a chance, Pinocchio, uh, Disney's Pinocchio, the new version came out. Uh, Tom Hanks is uh, Geppetto. Uh, Cynthia Erivo is the Blue Fairy. Uh, this I, I think a new child actor, Benjamin Evan, is Pinocchio. And uh, also Keegan-Michael Key, is part of the cast. Uh he is he is he is part of it. Um but you know it gets, it gets it's getting some good reviews I think from those who appreciate it. I'm not, you know, one of them. Also um the other thing Disney wise that came out was the trailer for The Little Mermaid, which I thought was pretty cool because Hallie, you know, from The Sisters are, uh, you know, Chloe she, and Halle and Ronish. Yep. She's gonna be part of it. So that looks great. But but the big thing this week, y'all And this week, go ahead, go to your calendars right now as you listen to the podcast and mark your calendar for September 16th. Uh, That's the release of The Woman King. Um, And it's Viola Davis and and it's directed by really and truly, uh, if not my favorite uh, director, but one of my favorite directors, uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood. Uh, you know, she did, you know, of course, Love and Basketball, Beyond the Lights, uh, The Secret Life of Bees. Uh, if you saw the Netflix smash, The Old Guard, uh, she, she directed that. So the movie's based on a true story uh, of West African female, all female warrior. Um, and Dahomey, I think is how it's said in the 19th century. Uh, but among the cast, it's a great cast, but it's also scored. By Terrence Blanchard so a lot of star power a lot of money is being put into this uh, not only that but uh, I don't know if you ha- had a chance to see the there's an article that came out this week but it talks about the fact that Viola and the cast they had to go undergo intense strength training weight training Oh, yeah. Look at it. Look at the body. Absolutely. They they, they look
4: like they've been to the Serena Williams School of Muscle Building. (laughs) Yes. They did not come to play. They did not. At all.
3: If you saw the preview, you would agree. And it just looks amazing. So, uh, again, uh, if you want more films like this, and I say this all the time, you got to support them. You know, go. and, and, and we talk about the difference between mediocrity and a lot of these whack-ass films that come out. You know, some definitely it's good that they are on streaming so we don't have to, you know, risk COVID by going to the theater. Um, but but this, this looks to be a great one. And, and the fact that, you know, it's got a great director and Viola and Davis is involved in it. Her company is behind this. So set your calendar again. Uh, the date is September sixteenth, and and y'all y'all need to make sure you go support it. No, okay, wait, oh wait, oh, wait a minute, oh wait a minute. We got him. Hey, hey, what's what's up? Man, you got me, Coach Art, Coach Art. <laughs> you got me, Coach Art is in the building. Y'all give it up for Coach Art. I had to do this, y'all. I I, I just I know it's a disruption different from what we normally do. But but Art hasn't been on in a minute. But I am going to do regular updates with Coach Art going forward since it's, you know NFL season soon to be NBA season, the heart of uh, you know sports. Um, man, all I have to say today's game, and I know we have a lot of different states and areas. You know, Tanya's in Philly. You got the Eagles. You know, I just had a, a Dallas Cowboy fan uh, guest on the show. But the Atlanta Falcons today. Can you explain what happened losing by one point, dominating three quarters and just falling apart in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter? What are your thoughts? Give me some thoughts on this. Help help me get, help me, give me therapy. Give me some free therapy, coach art. Well, Tommy
6: B uh, it's going to be rough because the, uh, the entire direction of the Falcons uh, is wrong. You kind of get what you pay for. You get what you bring into the house. Um, You know, the fan base took a real hard hit today. Uh, The the Atlanta Falcon faithful, um, who was, they were, you know, hoping that they would get a buzz and uplift and show up. And uh, you just have to give them something more to have hope about. Uh, this typical Falcon collapse, um, you know, this is brought on with um, Mariota fumbling, Mariota not being able to access our supposedly number one offensive threat, which is our tight end, who's a deep seam or deep cross runner. Uh, you know, never got him going. Hmm. Hmm. Uh what we saw was Cordell Patterson being used uh virtually um you know almost to death. Yeah, I mean he cramped up. He
3: they ran I mean the running game was serious. They well, to the point well, where he cramped up. Go ahead.
6: Go ahead. When I say when I want what I wanna see is I want us to get another back that gives us some of the same juice that Cordell does while he's resting. Hmm. Okay. Um, but back to to what we have in regards to quarterback situations, um, the fumbles have plagued Mariotta, and he basically fumbled this game away, hmm. trying to do too much within the 10. All he had to do was protect the ball, go down, we get a field goal, we win. Uh, I don't know what would happen on that last where, you know, it was, you know, fourth down um, and uh, the, the snap was miss, mishandled as sometimes they get mishandled. But uh, when you're trying to endear yourself to a beleaguered fan base, this that's not the way to do it. But now the positive thing is the, the, the five sacks, um, which were all legitimate. The pass rush, the run defense, Kamara, who usually comes to Atlanta and kills us, uh, was on roller skates and, and really not a non-factor.
1: Hmm.
3: Okay. Okay. Well, let me, let me say this, man. I'm, I'm going to say on a positive note, um, I don't expect this year is a quote-unquote rebuilding year. Uh, I don't. I'm not expecting them to win many games this year, but I will tell you, Art. Out of everything I saw, the defense was impressive, Uh, and and I will say, I'm gonna say this one thing, and I don't want to. You know, we don't we don't do sports talk, but I I do want to say to folks who who listen and follow the Falcons, I think Mariota is is simply a transition. He's a stopgap because I truly believe. That by midseason, Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback. He's the guy. That's what I have to say. I think he's there to train and get Ritter ready to be a starter. That's my
6: opinion. And well, Tommy B, I'm going to get. I'm I'm going to look at the report card that I have on Ritter so far. Yeah, I got it in the last year's playoff. Um, with Cincinnati and Alabama. okay. And when I'm watching the game, it was it was terrible. Hmm. I mean, he didn't show any fight. He didn't say, hey, come on guys, we're on we've got the world watching us. Yeah. Um, let's let's give these guys what we have. You know, basically they rolled over. So now you you transition to the NFL, and every game is blood and guts. I mean, we can say what we want to say about Jameis Winston, but when he turned it on and when he had to, he killed us. Yeah, that's uh, true. Def- yeah, defensively, um, on that last drive of theirs, after he after uh, number thirteen Thomas uh, got the the second catch, you knew that they were going to him. Okay. So, they, you know, another safety over the tie. Everybody else could go, man. But um, A.J. Terrell, which is a fine defensive cornerback, he needed some help.
0: All right, hey, I'm,
3: I'm going to say this because we're not, you know, we're up against it, uh, you know, and, and I, I just wanted to get you in here for a little bit of therapy, quite frankly, Art, because uh, today was not a good day for the Falcons fans at all, especially considering it was the Saints. That just made it even worse. <laughs> so well, so De- but, but let me De- let me say let me say let me say let me just say it. I, I just I just want to get your thoughts on how many games they're gonna win. This is it. No no analysis. Just give me your thoughts on how many games they're gonna win this year. Give me your thoughts.
6: I would have to say that we're going to win six games this year. Uh what happens is uh the offense is too fragile put together. Mm. Um, you know, the defense once uh, you know, without any assistance or ball control from the offense is going to wither and fade. um it's 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 kind of like a symmetric thing. but what we needed to do mm-hmm. was have drafted Malik Willis uh out of Liberty, yeah, because what happens is is the Tennessee Titans fan base has galvanized behind Malik Willis and they've requested and demanded that he start over Tannehill just based off of what they saw in preseason that excited them, that motivated them, that has them willing to say, this is, we want to see this guy perform. Okay. So, can I mean, Ritter turn into that guy yeah. after he gets smacked in the mouth yeah. and dragged down? Because uh, ninety four Cam Jordan was not playing around from the Saints. Let me so, say you know, see,
3: professional football. See, all I did was ask. You see, Tanya B. I I, I asked for one. <laughs> I asked for how many games? He gave me six. And and I'm 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 gonna come back to you, Art, because we're gonna have you on a little bit every week, man. <laughs> and, 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 and first of all, let me say I, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on the show, man, at the last minute. I just need a just a little insight. notice he wants he wants to do a full show. We may have to bring you back <laughs> and spend more time with you, man. But but we don't do a lot of sports talk. And Vi Vi is looking because you can't see Vi in the camera, but Vi is chomping at the bit to come in after you, man. So I'ma say this, bro. Thank you so much, man. You get okay, you say six games. And I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. And, and off, off off, mic when, when I connect with you, I want to find out which games and do a follow-up next week. All right? Hey, man, take care of yourself, bro. All right. Thank you, Tommy. Thank You, you be good, bye. All right. Have a nice day. Y'all take care. Thank, thank you, man. Thank
4: you, coach.
3: Thank, thank you, coach. Okay. Thank All you, right. coach. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Medical chart wanted well, delight he wanted make to make
4: you feel a little better, make you want to move a little higher, make your walk a little lighter.
3: But you know what? It's like this, y'all. And and I want to say this to everybody who follows the Falcons or you know, I'm happy. You know what I'm happy about right now as I look over as as you know, because I have the TV rolling as as we take the show. I'm happy to see the Vikings up twenty to seven over A, a. Rod. That you know, that makes up Aaron Rodgers down, thirteen points. Um, you know, does it for me. So I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm okay. And and Matt Ryan tied. Can you believe he tied? Mm-hmm. Today twenty to twenty with the Texans. So still Matt, still he, Matt, right? trade him. Did, yeah, did what I'm saying. Playing?
4: Yeah, is he, yeah. Is he yeah. playing? Yeah,
3: Matt, Matt went, for? Matt went to Indianapolis and the Colts. The Colts were down going into I guess the end of the fourth quarter and they came back. Uh, they they pounded. They came back in the third quarter and tied the game, and wound up the game was uh, ended. <laughs> the first game of the season ended in a tie twenty to twenty. So just to say that, but uh, enough of our little. Uh, NFL uh you know as we take tonight um the Cowboys take on um which is going to be interesting the Cowboys and Tom Brady the you know Tampa Bay and Cole Brady and, yeah so i'm i'm you know i i don't think brady i think brady's going to have a rough season i think he's in for a rough season he
0: cannot have a rough season he's on my fantasy team he got to do
4: that oh no his wife is giving him the his business she's pissed. pissed off he's going to have a rough season he's going to have the uh, bad have her, way
0: he's going to have a good season because she's going to move out and do her own thing He can play ball Night. and she's going to take half
4: you know she she's the one that set those cars on fire at the stadium
0: Crazy.
3: <laughs>
4: while Tampa Bay <laughs> I mean while they were oh, playing God. New England oh, I'm sorry alright Giselle there she go all right, y'all,
3: don't forget, weigh in on the people poll. Go to castropolis.net. Uh, all the information you need is there, but we'd love your thoughts. If you got any feedback on any of the things we talked about today, go to castropolis.net, click on the people poll. You can leave a voicemail. Uh, also, again, as I said, our merchandise store, the merch store is open just in time for fall. Uh, you can go there, go to castropolis.net, uh, click on This is the G Podcast. The link is there. And, uh, you know, we're ready for you for, for fall, for the holidays. Again, that's the way you can support the podcast uh, and, and keep us rolling. Again, A.A. Ron is down 23-7 to 7 right now, so 16 points. There you go. That's enough. Aaron Rodgers, done. All right, any, any last-minute thoughts? I'll go to you, Vi. Any, any, any last-minute thoughts first uh, before we wrap up?
0: Uh, the beginning was great information I, I needed, I didn't know about. And the coach – Y'all delusional. Y'all not winning six games this year.
4: (laughs) Wait a minute. Get off that stuff.
3: He's going (laughs) to win five
4: games. He's going to win five games.
3: Did he say (laughs) y'all?
0: You you agree with him?
3: Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay. So, how many games do you think? How many games do you think?
0: If we win two, we're doing good.
3: All right, you got yours in. you be any last minute thoughts. <laughs> any last minute.
4: Uh, and I was trying to get in. I thought I didn't know the coach was going to answer um, so quickly, but I just want to encourage everyone to support Reginald Heartland's produced uh documentary on Sydney Portier. I hear it does Mr. Portier the justice he deserves. It comes on Apple TV September twenty-third. September twenty-third, September twenty-third, Sydney Portier documentary. Check it out.
3: Excellent. Good stuff. All right, y'all. Hey, with that, uh, you know, you know what time it is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Realness. Go.
0: When you refuse to depend on God, in essence, you're saying, okay, God, I appreciate that you're around, but watch me do this. Depending on God for everything may be difficult, but it's the key to victory we need every single day of all lives. Galatians chapter five, verse 16. So I say, Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. We all need God. Whether you think you need him or not, he will be there for you. Count on him. Don't count on yourself. People all will let you down. So count on God. Amen. Amen. Amen,
3: Vi. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. And, and again, big thanks to uh, Abdul Abdul. Yes. Yeah. Dosumu, uh, Yblock. I'll make sure uh, is Ybloc.org. I will make sure that that information is on the website and, uh, and also in our podcast notes. So again, thank you so much. And with that, episode 145 is in the can, y'all. And we are out of here. Rise up. Rise up. up. That's why
4: why they had to get a guy from Africa to do that rise up song. Get off my phone. Rise up. up.
3: All right, (laughs) y'all. Peace. And we are out of here. Have a good week, y'all. Have a good week.
0: Hallelujah. Good Lord.
4: Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: You've been listening to The G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G
1: Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.